Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank God for you joining us on this evening on Friday on the Wall Ministries Bible Institute. We're coming to you for our Friday night class. We've been studying in the uh, our sixth lesson. We're uh, looking at the uh, the cross of Christ. That we've been studying that on the past uh, this past week, and we're looking in that tonight. We're going to continue to study uh, that on this uh, next coming weeks or months ahead of time, but we do thank God for you joining us this evening. Last week, we talked about the cruciality of the cross, and one of the things that we had said on this past week was that the crux of the crucifixion and the cruciality of the cross, the cross was most important. It was the main or the only, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So it is the only way that we can come to God fully uh, reconcile and, and pay sins uh, debt for us on that cross of Calvary. Uh, it was crucial for us to have the cross. So tonight we want to start talking about the reality of the cross. Uh, the cross uh, is not understood by each and everybody. It's not accepted by each and everybody, but we got to understand that, uh, that the cross is a reality that each of us have to accept. We need to accept that reality that the cross was real and was not made up, but it's something that you and I need in order for to have eternal life. So we're going to go uh, to the Lord in prayer. Let's bow uh, our heads in prayer this evening. Our Father, we thank you, Lord, this day for another opportunity to come before thy presence. And as we come, Lord, we ask that you would allow your Holy Spirit to empower us to be able to speak those things that you have laid upon our heart. Uh, let us speak with clarity and understanding whereby what we said will be understood and, and it will bring edification to the church and to the spirit of each and every one that hear and allow that word to speak to their heart. Lord, we thank you tonight. We ask that you would just go with us and stand by us and help us, oh Lord, that we might continue to put our trust in you. Lord, we Pray for the world that we in, the nation, and pray for the sick, the suffering, and the bereaved all over. We ask that you would just touch now your dear servant. Touch my lips that I might be able to boldly say those things you have given unto me that I now will be able to reveal now to your people. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So beautiful lesson on this week. We talk about the reality of the cross, the reality of the cross, and uh, we're going to look at this, and we're going to get into a lot of verses, and we're going to read those verses. Uh, it's in your student uh, guide. We ask you to please go to our uh, Facebook page and download our student guide, uh, The Cross of Christ. And as we get to uh, page 7 tonight in our study, we're going to look at the reality of the cross. Uh, uh, basically, what I want to give you, uh, especially in our notes tonight, is a lot of scripture that we'll be able to go through out of the Gospel of Mark and, and the Gospel of John and several of the Gospels to be able to understand the reality of the cross. And uh, there are some scriptures that are entwined here in our lesson, but uh, especially in Mark, we're going to go through those. Uh, basically, as a timeline uh, that uh, we're going to look at uh, from the time on that uh, first uh, Saturday all the way through, a uh, Good Friday all the way through the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we're going to look at that timeline. The timeline, uh, look at it on Saturday. Uh, 
the anointing of Jesus as he uh, came and, and he sat before uh, Mary and, and had her uh, was anointing him uh, for his burial. And a lot of people got jealous because they said the spices that uh, speak God and frankincense and 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 spink nod was put on him especially spink nod it was in the alabaster box that there was being anointed on him that they said it could have been sold and and, and used some more jesus said that uh, the poor will be at you always he says that but he was going to pay a debt for the sins of the world and and they didn't quite understand that so in uh, on that saturday evening out of the gospel of john we want to look at verse uh, 12 chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 it says six days uh, before the Passover, Jesus arrived in Bethany where Lazarus had lived and Jesus had raised from the dead. And here at the dinner was given uh, Jesus honor. Martha served and while Lazarus among uh, the, those reclining at the table with him, Mary took a pint of pure uh, nod or spink nod, expensive perfume, and he poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the for perfume so he on that saturday night uh he he's getting anointed now and he's getting himself prepared for this uh, uh the cross that he's had to face so it was real to him he knew that he was facing the cross remember when he went into the garden against him he was praying he said father if it be thy will you know take this cup away from me so he knew that the cross was real, and, and the reality of the cross was real to him. It may not be real to many of us, but to Jesus and to that first century church, the cross was real. And then uh, uh, as he was anointed uh, on Sunday, uh, there is the arrival of Jesus. On that Sunday, he's arriving in uh, Jerusalem in verses uh, uh, chapter 11, verse of, of the Gospel of Mark. Uh, we're going to look at verses 9 and 11. He says that uh, they went ahead of him and they followed, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he that come in the name of the Lord. Blessed uh, is the coming of the kingdom of, of, of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered Jerusalem and he went into the temple and he looked around and everything. But since it was already late, he went to Bethany with the twelve. So here he's arriving at the place where he's going to be crucified. He's going to go through all of the scourging and the trials and the whipping and the beatings and all of the things, the accusations and everything that he has to go through with to face this cross for you and I. So it was real to him. The reality of that cross was real. And then we come to Palm Sunday. Uh, he's entering into Jerusalem. And then as he entered Jerusalem on that uh, Palm Sunday, uh, he, he's coming in to face what you and I uh, know that is not a situation uh, that, that he'll come out without uh, going through with what the Father had already destined him to, uh, to, to go through. Uh, then on that Monday, uh, they call that uh, Maldi Monday, I believe, and that comes back to uh, Jerusalem and he gets into the temple and, and then he, he causes uh, a lot of... Uh, 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 anger and, 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 and disturbance in the church because here Jesus became angered because of the temple and how they were disrespecting the temple. It comes out in Mark 11th chapter verses 
15 through 18, it says, On reaching Jerusalem, he entered into the temple area and he began driving on those who were buying and selling there. And he overturned the tables and the money changers and the benches where they were selling doves and, and, and would not allow them in it to carry out any merchandise through the temple courts. And he taught them, saying, it is, it is not written in my house, it will be called the house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it into a den of robbers. The chief priests and the uh, teachers of the law heard, and they began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him because of the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. So as he uh, began to come into uh, Jerusalem, he saw things were being disrespected in the church, and he angered him. And Jesus had a fit of holy anger. So you can get mad, but you can get angry, but it has to be holy anger. So he was angry. He came into them, and he began to turn over the, the tables as much uh, about uh, and teaching them that this is a place of worship and, and, the, and the purpose that God had made uh, the, the, the temple so that it could be a place of worship for God. You remember uh, uh, David said, I built my house, but the, God, you don't have a house. You have a tent. So he built the house of God and, he, and, and it was made for worship and he wanted to them to understand that, that, that he was coming in and, and to help them to understand everything that was uh, done was not according to the will of God. We have taken the church now. We have taken our our, our our worship and we have turned it into, I think one uh, white pastor, he called it uh, worship tainment. We've gotten so instrumental in our worship until we've taken out all of the savor. You remember the scripture said the law that salt had lost its savor. Many times church has lost its savor because of the fact that we have taken uh, the worship out of the church, and we've turned it into entertainment sometimes. And then on Tuesday, uh, we see uh, Jesus is teaching, and there are a lot of people that uh, that are with him, and he's teaching, and, and the conversations during that time. And to sum up here, that Jesus was trying to get them to understand that his authority uh, was here, that he was asserting his authority uh, for them to respond. And so the stage is being set. There's obviously a real tension there between the leaders because of Jesus turning over the tables and, and it's been developing for a long time. But all of a sudden now it's finally coming to the head because of uh, Jesus' authority. The people in the temple, the uh, priests and the authorities in the temple were uh, looking at that, uh, taking Jesus, taking their authority. And, and, and many uh, thought that uh, they were they were getting kickbacks because of all of this selling and everything that was going on in the temple out in the outer courts. And they were concerned about it. when Jesus turned over the table, that was getting into their pocketbook. It was taking away some of their authority. So uh, they, they were angered by that. And, and then uh, it tells us in Mark 11th chapter, verses 27 and 28, uh, he arrived in Jerusalem and began walking uh, in the temple and the chief priests and teachers of the law and the elders came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? And he asked them, uh, who gave you the authority to do this? Uh, he, they asked him about their authority because they were in the seat of authority and they was wondering where did Jesus get his from? Uh, we, we have the authority of the of, of, of the church or the temple or the uh, of, of the 
the priestly order. We have that authority. What authority do you have? So they questioned Jesus because of those things that he was doing and that upset them because of the fact that it was uh, uh, taking a little bit of money out of their pocket. So his authority, he said, it was asserted out of Mark 13, chapter, verses 36 and 20, 26 and 27. He said, at that time, uh, men will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud in a, uh, a great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather the elect from the four corners of the earth and to the ends of the earth and to the ends of the heavens. So he's telling them that, that this authority come because he is the Son of God. He has that authority. So on that Tuesday and Wednesday night, uh, the, the betrayal of Jesus will begin to happen. And, and when Judas had goes to the chief priest and to betray him and then began looking for this opportunity to hand him over. This, this, this was Wednesday or Thursday or Tuesday or Wednesday and Thursday, Marty Thursday, they call it. And, and obviously it was incredible picture here of the humility of Christ as he was washing the, the disciples' feet. At the time he was facing death on the cross, Jesus thought it was necessary for him to show the example of him, what? Serving. The example of him serving others. And, you know, when Peter said, you'll never wash my feet, and Jesus said that, Peter, that if I don't wash your feet, I will not have any part of you, or you will not have any part of me. And then Peter said, look, wash my feet, arms, and everything I got. Wash everything. So we need to come in and realize that he will humble ourselves, and we need to humble ourselves before God. We need to humble ourselves uh, on that Thursday at the Last Supper. Uh, Mark records in chapter 14, verse 12, he says, On the first day of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, the customary for the sacrifice of the Passover lamb, and, and Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do we go to make preparations for to eat the Passover dinner? Then verses 16 says in that same chapter, the disciples left and went into the city and they found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. So the humility of Christ, he gets and he washes feet. In John the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 5, he said just as the, before the Passover, he knew it was time for them to come to leave and to go back to his father. Having loved his own that were with him in the world, he now showed the full extent of his love. That evening meal was being served and, 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 and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, uh, to betray Jesus. So Jesus knew that the father had put all things in his power and he had uh, come uh, from God and was returning to God. And he got up from the meal and, and off into his outer clothing, took off his outer clothing. He wrapped a towel around his waist, girded himself up. After that, he poured water in a bowl in a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and drying them with a towel that was wrapped around his face. Jesus humbled himself to show that we ought to be servants and serving other brothers and sisters in the world that we're in. We're not just to serve those who have accepted Jesus Christ. We are to serve everyone in the world. We are to feed each, everybody, of the opportunity to be able to take and eat of the bread of life that Jesus offers us. So then we move to the Garden of Gethsemane. 
uh, it's late that Thursday evening, we see three agonizing prayers that we're going to look at. Three times Jesus gave, uh, uh, goes aside, and is he going back uh, uh, to the garden to be able to, uh, to, to pray? And all of a sudden, he finds himself uh, uh, all alone. Three disciples that were supposed to be with him, they found themselves asleep. Every time Jesus came back, they were sleeping and resting. And all leads this on the late Thursday evening, the garden where Jesus was being arrested. Judas came, he kisses him on the cheek, and, and he started getting the arrest warrant going on. And this leads to a, a very long evening, and, and before the Jewish authorities would receive him, and that late night into the Friday morning, the trials of Jesus really was split into two categories. One beside the Jewish leaders would come and these six different pictures that we see here, three of Jewish authorities primarily hearing of Anus and hearing of Caiaphas. And, and he talked a little bit about that a little bit later on. But the trial before the council. So then at the end of Mark 15, they said they bound Jesus, led him away, handing him over to Pilate. This leads us to Jesus before the Roman authorities. So he came before the Jewish authorities, and, and then he had a trial before the council. Now he stands before the Roman authorities. So Jesus was handed over to the Roman authorities, and then uh, last hearing before Pilate. In the end of the last hearing before Pilate, we see in Mark 15, he said, what are we going to do with it? What we shall do with this? And that you call the king of the Jews. And they, they became mad and they said, what? Crucify him, crucify him. So why? What crime had he committed uh, that Pilate had asked him? But he shouted all louder, crucify him, crucify him. So this led to the torture of Jesus. So Jesus went to the trial. He, he, he came to the council. He went to the Roman authorities. And now the people said to crucify him. And now... We come to the torture of Jesus. We're talking about the events that lead up to the cross. We're, we're, we're talking about the reality of the cross. It said that in, in, in our text on this evening, it said they put a purple robe on him, twisted together a crown of thorns on his head, and they set it upon him. And they said, Hail, King of the Jews. And again and again, uh, they struck him in the head, and the staff, they spit on him, and falling on their knees, they, they, they paid homage, and when they mocked him, they took the robe off and put his own clothes on him, and they led him off to crucify him. So here we, we, we see him taking him through, uh, they, they, to, to trying to degrade him, trying to put him in a situation where the, to humiliate him. But Jesus, in his humility, he took everything for you and I. Now we come to the crucifixion on this that the, the first three hours, the third hour, they crucified him and they put uh, 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 a notice above him, King of the Jews. You remember they put it above his head. And, and so when, what we see is Jesus began to speak on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Next, we talk about the, the promise to the criminal. And remember when one came by and said, take us down. The other one said, hey, we belong here. We've committed crimes. So all of a sudden, Jesus said, today you would be with me in paradise. So he makes an announcement, uh, a, a promise to this one criminal, but because of his 
his care for Jesus because of, of this uh, uh, confession that he made. He said that he would be with him today in paradise. And then all of a sudden we, we, we get to this when Jesus saw his mother uh, at the foot of the cross and, and the disciples whom he loved, which was John, and he saw him standing nearby and he said, from this time on, he told mother, from this time on, John shall be your son. Uh, John, from this time on, um, Mary will be thy mother. So he gave her over to them. And then we have our last four hours. We're talking about the reality here of the cross. We see uh, at the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land at that ninth hour. And then we see the cry of dereliction. He, he, he says that, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And, and, and then he says, it is finished. Finally, the cry of resignation. Father, Father, into my hands, I, into thine hands, I commit my spirit. And when he said this, he breathed his last breath and he gave up the ghost. So the reality of the cross, this timeline takes us from uh, Thursday, uh, from Saturday for the previous week, all the way through. So we can see how Jesus, step by step, came to be able to, to face the reality of the cross so that he could be able to reconcile you and I back to full fellowship with the Father. What is the tragedy? So the, the historical journey of this journey to the cross, the timeline, and everything that we've been through. So some deny the fact of the cross. Uh, no serious historians really deny the existence of Jesus Christ, but many of them deny the fact of the cross. Uh, notably, some, some out of, of Islamic nations and other religions, they have denied the actual reality of the cross itself. And, and uh, out of the Quran, it said that, uh, that, that we killed Christ Jesus, the son of Mary, the apostle of John, but they killed him not, nor crucified him. That's what the Quran has said. It tried to disqualify what Jesus did on the cross. It really uh, tried to deny the fact that Jesus even died on the cross. So Muslims see the crucifixion as a, as a crazy idea, a preposterous idea. And, and then some of the scholars in, in the Quran, they, they think that uh, Jesus was a good man. And, and they, he, wasn't a, he was a prophet. I heard a, 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 someone say other week here, he's a wannabe prophet. Jesus was a prophet from God, but you cannot take away the reality of who Jesus is in the reality of the cross. If he didn't die on the cross, or if he did die, many of them say that that, that, uh, that would be huge ramifications for all of our lives, for all of eternity, if he didn't die on the cross, or if he did die on the cross. So we need to know whether or not he died on the cross. It's not a superficial difference. This is radical difference. Some deny the fact of the cross, despite what they said. There are some that, that think that historically it could have happened, but it didn't have the, the, the spiritual uh, 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 power that it had to be able to change uh, our lives and to be able to put us in right fellowship with God. Some of them just didn't believe that. That, uh, that some deny the fact of the cross, but even for those that might accept the fact of the cross, most miss the real meaning of the cross. See, many times we go to church, but are, the, is the, are we in church? Uh, we, we go to church, 
but it is the, is the church in us. We, we fail to realize the reality of what it is. So we miss the meaning a lot of times of church. We miss the meaning of the cross. Even Gandhi, some of them, they got it wrong. He says that I could accept Jesus Christ as a martyr and embodiment of sacrifice or divine teacher, but not as the most perfect man ever. He says that I understand the sacrifice that he made. I even understand the miracles that he made. But we will not accept the fact that he was a God man. They won't accept the fact that he was the son of God. So they, they, they throw away all of the, 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 the things that will uh, make Jesus the son of God. They'll take him as a man. They'll take him as a, even as a prophet. But as the son of God, they deny the fact that they, because the cross substantiate that. If he didn't die on the cross, he can't be the son of God. If he didn't raise from the dead, he couldn't be the son of God. So everything that gives him the, the, the authority for him being the son of God, they want to deny all of that. So most misdemeanor of the cross, which leads us to the reality that we are diving into tonight. We all need the truth of the cross. In East Stanley Jones said the cross is the key. If we lose the key, we're going to fumble. The universe is not open to me, but the key in my hand I know holds the secret. The cross is not just an event uh, that we need to discuss. It's just the cross is not just an image that we need to view. Or a cross is not a, a something that we hang around our neck. The cross represents the truth that will set you and I free. We will not be free if it had not been for the cross. The cross freed us in truth to be believed, trusting in, and we can bank our life on the fact that the cross made the difference. It freed you and I. It gave us the right to the tree of life. The cross is everything. The reality of the cross, if the cross had not been real, you and I would be lost today. So the cross has to be real. Everything that God did in that cross for that, for you and I, for the redemption of humankind, for the redemption of mankind, the cross did that. But if we deny the cross, we deny all of that had happened. The plan of salvation is gone. The bringing people back in reconciliation with God, all of that's gone. Everything depends upon the reality of the cross. So we got to trust in that word, trust in that word. Our lives bank on the fact that God allowed Jesus the Christ to go to the cross to redeem you and I from our sins. So the cross is real. It's not made up. It's something that God did and he evidenced it through history and is evidenced in my life and in your life. We are what? Witnessing to the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross. I'm one of the witnesses that I can say that my life changed because of what Jesus did on the cross. My life was impacted by that, but your life was impacted by that also. So the reality of the cross. So we thank God for you joining us. We're going to get into the history of the cross on our next study. But the cross is real. Go to our study. Read those notes. We uh, jumped off of some of our, our, our scriptures that we read tonight. But we got to understand that all of those scriptures are there for to be able to help us to understand how on that timeline that everything happened to show that we have a historical perspective. 
of what Jesus did before and approaching the cross and after the cross. He was what? When he arose on that third day morning, those women saw him. He was evidenced. And then he showed himself to many after he had rose from the cross. And remember, he came into the upper room with his 12. And when he came into the upper room, he, he, he even doubting Thomas said, I won't believe it until I see the prince in his hands. So he showed him his hands and he showed him. He said, Thomas, put your hands in it. And, and, and Thomas about gave up the ghost. But many of us, we won't believe unless we have an experience until we truly put our trust in Jesus Christ, that the cross will not have the true meaning to us that it should have. So the cross means everything to you and I. You know, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So we got to trust in that. It's the cross that saved us. It's the cross that gives us our power. You know, there's power in the blood, ain't it? Power in the blood of Jesus. All of that was done so that we can be able to uh, set the captive free, that we can be able to have the authority and the power to have, have, have the authority and power of God working in our lives, the power of the Holy Spirit being revealed in our life each and every day is because of what Jesus did on that cross. All power and authority was given unto him, was put into his hands. So you and I need to live our life with that assurance and understanding that the cross is real. And he said, my God is real. He's real down in my soul. So we got to have that assurance. So we hope that uh, you take these notes, go over the notes in your own personal time, uh, read through those scriptures so that you can get a greater understanding of what uh, uh, this lesson is trying to teach us and trying to show us, but we got to understand that we cannot deny what the cross has done because in our denial, we'll lose our right to the tree of life. Our opportunity for salvation is lost. Once we reject the cross, we reject Jesus. And once we reject Jesus, we've rejected the opportunity that God has given us to have salvation. So we thank God for you being with us this on this week. Let us bow. Let us close out in prayer. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this half hour, these 30 minutes that we spent studying and reading your word. Lord, we thank you so much for the cross. We thank you for what Jesus did on Calvary. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that as he went to that grave on that, and he rose on that third day morning, he gave us victory over sin, death, and the grave. We thank God for what he did on Calvary. We thank God that he, he showed himself uh, in humility to submit himself even unto the death of the cross. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. We praise your name. And we thank you for everything you have done in us and through us. Lord, we pray that you would bless this ministry, bless pastors and, and ministers everywhere, our evangelists, bless our missionaries that are out in foreign lands, blessed in those that are struggling in, in, in our nation, in the world. Bless those that are dealing with war in Ukraine. We ask you to touch that old president, Putin. Lord, touch his heart that he might see you, Lord, have an experience with you that might change his heart to be able to um, learn how to go on home and end this war 
and to be able to care about the people that, uh, that by the grace of God, he's been given authority over. Lord, we thank you today. Go with us now and help us to realize that all power is in your hand. We thank you so much. God bless you. May heaven have a smile upon you. And we'll see you again on next Friday.